This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, December 13th. Doesn't that just get you ready? I'm, I've been, I, I wake up ready. You wake up ready. That's my, al- that's my alarm. Yeah? Yeah. It's just, a, it's an alarm with that sound and you saying what day it is. Bum, 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 bum. It's Tuesday. It is a Tuesday. <laughs> you got a game tonight. Yes, I do. Tonight, it is Wadena Deer Creek at New York Mills in a boys basketball park region conference clash. Oh. Yeah, how'd you like that hype up? Very good. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> Eagles and the Wolverines. Uh, yeah, it should be a good game uh, tonight. Live from the barn in New York Mills. Exactly. Yeah, live from the barn tonight. Uh, should be a, a, a good one. A Park Region Conference. I know Wadena Deer Creek got their win against uh, uh, Verndale last week to get their first PRC win. They'll try and get win number two. Uh, New York Mills, obviously uh, a bit of a different team this year uh, compared to the one that went to the section final game last year. They got some new guys coming in. They have some big shoes to fill. Lots with some of, of Situations, right? Yeah, just lots. Of, it's the classic case of now there's this, it's turning over to these new guys and how do they respond and how do they do, uh, how do, basically, how do they respond? That's- High school sports is the best. It's, um, uh, it's, it's that. Like, this is one of the reasons why it's so fun, right? Mm hmm. Is. You just, it just turns over because that's how it works. Yeah. There's a there's a quote from an NFL head coach and it says and he says you have to reinvent yourself each year. And yeah. that couldn't be more true in high school sports. You are like there's things coaches want to typically do, but you're just kind of given the kids that you have to work with. So if you're a team that wants to be really fast and run up and down the court, but you just have like Bigger, People like tall you kids. and me running around. Yeah, it's like we're going to have to maybe play a little bit more half court. Not an up-tempo kind of pace, guys, are we? No. No. The only up-tempo- Although I'll cherry pick and shoot threes. Yeah, I mean, if that's the game to be played. By the way, you notice I said cherry pick and shoot threes, not cherry pick and get easy wide open layups. Yeah, no. You're I'm just- a top of the key to top of the key kind of player, CJ. <laughs> what do you do with the top of the key on the defense event? You guard whoever is there. Like it's a I'm a I'm the top of a one three one zone. Yeah. Without the length or the speed or athleticism. And without the rest of the team knowing that you're in a one three one. You're just kinda hovering above there. Yeah, it's like a box in one. <laughs> but I'm playing zone. The one is playing zone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a reverse box in one. I'm surprised more teams don't do it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Just one person just Nah. <laughs> it's that scene from Semi Pro when he's like, I'm going rover. Don't you go rover, Jackie. And he's just running all around. Yeah, so, and then they punch me in the jejunum. Yeah. You know, the local PBS can't do the documentary on you anymore. <laughs> so that should be fun. That should be a fun matchup. Uh that I love that gym in New York Mills. I just love it. I think it's cool. It's unique. I like unique places. And that's certainly the most unique in the area. And by the way, I think we should mention, because we haven't really fully had time to talk about it yet, there's a bit of a wrinkle this year with the shot clock, because shot clock fully is coming into all Minnesota State High School League basketball games next year. Correct. But you're already seeing teams and schools and conferences being proactive in just basically telling everybody to get with the program, and the Park Region Conference games are all played under the shot clock. Uh, yeah, I, I, you have to, uh, I think, agree to it ahead of time, right? It needs to be a, a, 
It needs to be an agreed upon thing, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fun. Because last year it was non-conference, non-section games were the only times you could use it, and now they've kind of broadened it. I had uh, the game I had the last week used the shot clock. Guess what? Didn't come. There was one shot clock violation the entire game, the- and we're talking about essentially the first week of the season last week, mm-hmm. right? It was the first game for Verndale. was the third game for Staples Motley. Yeah. Even in that time, like 35 seconds, you realize very quickly how long of a time 35 seconds is. Yeah. And how it's it's there to push things along, but most teams are getting shots up. Yeah. In plenty of time. Because I've heard that from people because people are like, I don't know, man, like that's you're hurrying up these kids. Like, are, are like, is that going to have an impact on the game? And I had a coach tell me, uh, a very good assistant coach on a, on a very good basketball team tell me, if you can't get a shot up in 35 seconds, you don't deserve to get points. Uh, the only thing would be as if that's your goal. Right? Like, it may, the, the one thing it makes interesting is the end-of-game situations. When teams try and ice the game by just playing four-out motion right. for like two straight minutes, that's going to change. And you know what? It actually will make the games more exciting at the end. It will give more comeback opportunities, and it will make teams have to execute better at the end of games. The thing I'm uh, – uh, I have one concern with it. Yeah. I have one concern with it. Um, the shot clock uh, – uh, doesn't allow you to ice a game away, mm-hmm. where some teams would be like, it's over. That's also true. So I think even though 35 seconds is a long time, you're still going to get shots up. And I think blo- I think potentially there's a world where blowouts become a little more common. Yeah. But... But... this is, I, I, have, I could go off into tangents on just about every point. The... A, a game that's like 24 points, like a 24-point margin, is not a good basketball game, right? But it's not to that threshold of getting to running time. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is a thing that moves games to, into running time and just kind of ends the misery for Forces teams to just quicker. kind of put that foot a little bit further on the gas. Yeah, you just like let's just get to that margin because well you're you're going to have to because you're not you're just not going to take shot clock violations yeah you're just you're gonna have to shoot now it's the thing in football you're not gonna take a knee for three straight downs and punt in the third quarter just because you're winning by four touchdowns right exactly i had a coach today that one time i'm not joking we called a timeout like three minutes into the game we were i am not joking we were up two to zero and he goes we have enough points to win let's spread it out i'm like what the hell are you doing (laughs) okay did you win that game okay coach no of course not (laughs) There were there was a full uh, like thirty eight minutes left of that game. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, uh, so that would be the only thing is I think there's a chance that that we we move into more running time. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing either. Yeah. But you, if you're if you're a really good, t- you're just gonna. Uh, there's a, there's a chance you're gonna really be creaming some people when it's yeah. all said and done. So anyway, that's my uh, I, I don't dislike it. Otherwise, I would have I would have probably had a gripe if they would have done even thirty or twenty five. Yeah, that's I would good. have had a problem with that probably. College but, Division One college basketball is thirty seconds. So thirty five is is plenty of time. Yeah, even if you think about you're from Bertha Hewitt. Mm-hmm. 
if you think about the old like Dick Fink te- teams, I never got to see them play, but from my understanding, they were pretty deliberate on offense. Yeah. Right. Well, you played with Dale. Dale was pretty like fairly deliberate. Yeah. Like that was that was the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, just and deliberate as I'm understating it. I understand it's about getting a good shot more than it is about like quantity over quality. And, or, right. Yeah. Um. Uh. But you know, just to like summarize or like uh, boil it down to very simple terms, even those teams are getting shots up in 35 seconds. Mm-hmm. Even those teams were because. That's a long. It's just a long time. It's it a is. long. Like if you like, I. It was fun when you would look up at the clock sometimes, and you're like, "Oh, we've taken a minute off the clock." That feels like forever in game time. Yeah. And some teams, that's a goal to do that, but and you're gonna get a layup in 35 seconds almost every time. And we've talked about this, and this is my final point on this: is yeah, like it takes away that part of like, wow, this team is running such good basketball. They've taken two minutes off the clock in this possession with four minutes to go. Like really, that's really good on them. And I get that it's about winning and winning is fun. And that, and that's part of it. But like in terms of making a game more engaging for young, young kids to want to be a part of having games be more focused on putting the ball in the hoop seems like a better outcome. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the way of like why coaches like to play the more up tempo schemes and instead of the more instead of more like half court kind of things. It's because at a certain point like what's more I mean I, there's philosophical basketball reasons to do it, but it's just making a game that kids want to be a part of and get engaged in and want to have fun doing. There's there's two philosophies I think in basketball. And those two philosophies are score more points than the other team mm-hmm. or stop the other team from scoring. Those are the I, like very simply the two main philosophies in basketball. You should write that down. But you'll notice they both involve scoring. <laughs> yeah. You got to put the ball in the hoop. That still is and will always be a part of the game. The ball has to go through the hoop. It has to. You can hold a team to like 35 points a game every single night, but if you can only score 30. It's going to be a long season for you. Yeah. And boring, by the way. <laughs> it's going to force teams to have to score more, which is going to be fun. It's That's just that's the hope because like all in all, like isn't that the point? Just have fun nights in the gym. Is yes. It, like, yes. People around like. Basketball is supposed to be fun. You don't get state championship teams every single year. No, almost no one. Yeah. Unless you're f- freaking New London Spicer Girls Basketball or De La Salle yeah. or something. You, it's not Minneapolis North and 1A. Like The yeah. goal is just to have fun. Um, Twins got a nice signing yesterday, at, at least as far as what I've seen. CJ, you definitely know more about this guy and just in general about what's happening. Who is he? Is it good? What's good about it? What's the What's the story? So, uh, Christian Vasquez is a catcher. He's 32 years old, so a little bit older of a player. Signed a three-year, $30 million contract last night to be the Minnesota Twins. What I'm going to say is primary catcher, not starting catcher. But if you look at what the Twins like to do with the catching position, they like to kind of co-op it. So you've seen it with Jason Castro and Mitch Garver together, then Mitch Garver and Ryan Jeffers, last season with Ryan Jeffers and Gary Sanchez. The Twins like to kind of play it like 60-40. It's not a classic... Joe Maurer is going to catch five days out of the week, and Mike Redmond's going to 
catch the other game. Like, that's not how it works for the Twins anymore. And it's to keep guys healthy. It's to keep healthy. them more fresh. It's th- And you build a little competition. Exactly. You, 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 like, you keep each other honest because if you don't play well, the other guy's going to get the nod. Exactly. And that's the whole point behind that. Christian Vasquez, he's as a hitter, he's fine. Like, he's a, a mm-hmm. catcher. You're just not going to expect that much production. For, uh, from the plate for your catcher. Yep. Like, that's just always been a thing. Because Typical the, catcher. That's baseball just in general. He's going to be towards the bottom of the order as a hitter. Yep. He hit, I think, nine home runs all of last year. But this guy's been on two different World Series winning teams with the Red Sox in 2018 and with the Astros last season. This guy knows how to work uh, up in the zone. He's one of the best pitch framers in the game, he knows how to take that high fastball and bring it back down. What Top 10 in baseball at doing that. Um, and if you look, the Twins were one of the worst teams in baseball, Corey. I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but just know that they were one of the worst teams in baseball at throwing runners out. Like you could just, it was just a green light when you had Ryan Jeffers or Gary Sanchez behind the plate to steal a base. Uh, Vasquez is one of the top five last season in throwing out base stealers. Nice. And base stealing is going to go up with the new pitch clock rule that has limited the amount of pickoffs a pitcher can throw. Yeah, right. Good point. So stealing is going to be an important part of baseball next season. And for the Twins to get a guy who can help defensively behind the plate is better than Ryan Jeffers, although Ryan Jeffers is only 25. He still has a lot of maturity to do, like just as a baseball player, because it takes time to figure out how to be a major league baseball player. So uh, I, I think it's nothing against Ryan Jeffers, but I think Vasquez is going to be the primary catcher for the Twins. Yeah, but like you said, it's going to be 60-40. I don't, it, do, it doesn't really change things for Jeffers. No. He's the other catcher, and he's a better hitter. Like, he's going to, he's going to get a shot. Yeah. And 60-40 might be pushing it. It might be 55-45 yeah. if everyone stays. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it really is... That close. The Twins like two catchers. Oh, and by the it way... Has, it, it has nothing to do with Jeffers, really. Right. By the way, uh, he is Vasquez has not played in less than 100 games since 2018. Oh, well... Durable. S- surprise. Surprise the Twins wanted durability. You're going to play in fewer than 100 this year. <laughs> Pally wally. So. Unless they don't think, unless they think like Jeffers is a trade piece, and you know what I mean. It's just more of to say he's durable. Like he's not, right. a, He's not injured. He's not a classic Twins pick up a guy because he's has injury concerns, and that's why they got him. He's the number two catcher on the free agent market, and this doesn't prohibit them from signing a shortstop. Go get Carlos Correa, please. By the way, Christian Vasquez from Puerto Rico train has the same Puerto Rican training facility as Carlos. Correa. Now, I'm not saying the Twins are going to get Carlos Correa. All I'm saying is it's the Twins and Giants, baby. It's the only two teams basically in the Carlos Correa sweepstakes. Bring him back. Bring him back. Bring Carlos Correa back. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, December 13th. Shift Same Day Delivery gives you more time for what you actually want to do this winter, like rushing it at the gym or cranking up the oven to bake your heart out. Learn more at shift.com slash winter. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash winter. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in.
cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.